Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about the instructor coverage they offer and the competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10. This episode is also brought to you by the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app. The best resource for any firearm instructor and their students is also free. Available for both Apple and Android devices. Search your app store for Concealed Carry Gun Tools today and download this free app. Find maps, gun businesses near you, legal summaries, articles, videos, training logs, and this podcast. Don't miss a beat on the industry. Download the app today. This bonus episode is to review the USCCA instructor update recently held at the USCCA Expo in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And our guest host is Matthew Mallory. Welcome, Matt. Hey, Rob. How you been? I've been doing really good. That's good Some of our listeners may not know who you are. Can you give us a quick uh, bio of uh, your background and what you do on a day-to-day basis? Sure. Uh, so I Let's see, Army vet from the 90s, current law enforcement part-time with a few different agencies, and I do uh, law enforcement training for them on an annual basis, the in-service training, and help teach the academy locally when needed. And I own a training company, a gun store in upstate New York, Lafayette, New York area, just south of Syracuse. The training side of it's really what keeps me the busiest, I'm teaching all over the country, teach about 60 different types of courses about 200 times a year, and teach anywhere from three to 5,000 students a year. And that's pretty much the thing that keeps me the most busiest. So you, you're you're kind of bored half the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Sound like do, a do, very very busy man. Yeah, I, I try to keep busy. Got to pay the bills somehow, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Want to go along and give our listeners a quick uh, caveat to this. Uh, Matthew and I will be going along and uh, reviewing, giving our views on the instructor update. There is a video coming out that will be in the show notes that everybody can go out there look at and hear the what was discussed firsthand from the USCCA's training department uh, today, where you're getting our uh, views on how things are going and uh, how that will impact our training business and hopefully will be a positive impact to those uh, instructors out there that are also in the USCCA instructor fold. For Well, one of the first things I think that was kind of exciting this year, I know I helped uh, promote it with my instructors that were out there that I'm in contact with, but they had the Linda Harris Scholarship. Did you catch that live uh, or did you catch it after the fact? No, I, oh, the scout. No, I didn't, I didn't catch it, catch it at the time. I caught it, I heard about it and everything on the internet, but then obviously seeing the update at the uh, instructor's update. Yeah. uh, The first, uh, the first uh, annual uh, scholarship was given out to Beth Grody. I didn't catch exactly where she was uh, from, but I know she was going to be, they were talking about flying her up to West Bend, Wisconsin to do the defensive shooting fundamentals class. So she can become an instructor in that discipline and expand her experience along those lines. Yeah. It's pretty cool how they, uh, how they did that, how they pulled that together. And, uh, 
I'm telling you, training training can be expensive. I know myself even trying to get out there and do more training for myself. I'm always looking to host other instructors and get them to come in, so that cuts down on cost, and then I can partake in their in their training. So anything uh, anything that a company like the USCCA can do to give free training out to individuals on a, a basis like this is definitely awesome. They're giving back to the industry. Well, especially sure. we we had George Harris, Linda Harris's uh, husband, on talking about this program and such, mm-hmm. and it's so great to go along and have an organization reaching purposely out to women, not just to get them in to become an instructor, but also to go along and elevate them up from an instructor, from a basic pistol can so carry all the way up to defensive shooting fundamentals. And those are really good things. And it was uh, great to see Beth on uh, Friday when they announced it, she wasn't there to be there on Sunday during the instructor update, but it's uh I'm sure they'll report back next year on how Beth did. And then also uh, we'll be able to hear the, who the next person is. If people out there are listening and want to find more out about it, there's two simple ways of doing it. Either you can go out and Google it and search for the scholarship, or you can text the word Linda to code 87222. So that's Linda to 87222. And that will get you more information for it and applying for the scholarship, uh, which you need to write the essay about. Then there's also the recording of a video and not too difficult, but at the same time, they've got to have some way to uh, determine who's the most worthy to go out there and receive one of those scholarships. Yeah. And they actually said that it was a pretty uh, hard choice with the list of people that actually submitted requests or scholarship yeah. and and they had one person in the room actually submitted and they encouraged her to try again because it was definitely a close close call with everybody yeah and, and they hurried up i think they came out in february and announced the scholarship so they had three months give or take in order to make the uh the selection this mm-hmm. year this time they'll have a good nine months before they'll be able to make the selection and along those lines, I'm sure they'll even have more people as more and more word gets out there about what's what's available from the USCCA and through the Linda Harris Scholarship Foundation. Something else that I was really excited to hear about was the USCCA's new community giving program. Yes, that was uh, pretty cool. You know, USCCA is growing, and it's great to see them actually investing or giving back to the communities to continue on with the training. And in summary, what, what I got out of the community giving program is you can go along and petition the USCCA for, a, for specific materials for a class, whether you want to have free books because you're going, to do a, uh, you're going to do a concealed carry class for a veterans group, or for a domestic violence group, you're going to do the emergency first aid, or you're going to go along and go to a school P, uh, PTA group and do the countering mass shooting threat. You can petition the USCCA. They'll review your request and make a decision whether they'll supply the books or other materials that you ask for for the class. So it's it's one of those things. I think it 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 dovetails right in there with the National Train of Teacher Day that we were yep. talking to Clint Macro about a couple episodes ago, and uh, and be able to make training more available for the people out there that, quite honestly, a lot of cases are the most vulnerable too. Yeah, and that's actually a good point. I was uh, talking to Clint earlier, and for those of you who don't know, don't know out there, uh, we do a Meet the Pressers MTP is a show that we do on YouTube, Clint and I, and uh, one of the things for the National Training Teacher Day that 
that I'm going to be doing is we're hoping to have about four different USCCA courses going on. Uh, I've got a slew of instructors that work for me that are uh, employees of the company so that they're going to be, we're going to be trying to hit it up and do multiple USCCA courses all at the same time at different locations in our area, offering that to the community on that day. That's, that's great stuff. Great stuff. Let's, uh, let's talk about the big, big news <laughs> that they uh, released on there. Talking about their new training platform. Yes. It was, a, it was officially released back in November of 2018. Yep. I started playing with it back then. I know I had some bugs, uh, but there's the one thing that I really, really was excited about. They've made leaps and bounds since November in the capabilities of this platform, which is really, really great. Yeah. And, and having, I mean, they've, they had mentioned that there's 8,000 page views in April alone. So that was, that's, that's pretty cool. And then 3,026 total classes are up on the platform. So that's, that's showing that they're really putting a push towards it. And then on top of that, with the marketing that they're going to be putting into it, the, the Google AdWords, the Facebook ads and stuff like that, directing people to that platform kind of makes sense to put all your courses up there. I know it's, for me, it's double more work because I'm already putting them on Facebook events. I'm putting them on our, our Google calendar. I'm putting them on our website for people to actually register for the classes. Um, and then obviously if it's an NRA course, I list it there. So there's a lot of different places that I'm listing it. And then if there's any other locations like uh, concealedcarry.com and some of those other locations that I also promote my courses and list my courses, then you got to list them there as well. But I really think that this is going to be one of the top ones that I, it's a must have just, just because the sheer size of the USCCA and putting everything behind it into driving traffic to that platform is just a no brainer to list everything, not just the USCCA courses. Well, I think one thing that's really great too, to hear was they announced that they had taken the training uh, staff from five people up Huge. to 15 people that, yep. and that's 15. That includes both their administrative staff, the people you talk to on the phone, but also the people that are going to do the marketing, the people that are doing sales, the people that are doing the IT work, the programming, the uh, user in interface work. That's real exciting because that means that anytime there's an issue or there's a problem, they're not going into a queue of saying, okay, we'll get to that that bug next right. month according or next year in some cases, but they can actually go along and say, Hey, we'll get that fixed in the next week or two, or we'll add that, you know, in, in this time frame. they've got direct control over those resources. So much so. And, and this is something that, that, uh, is kind of neat. You saying that this comes 100% right in the face. I work the training booth. So at the expo, I was working the training booth in the back in between teaching pepper spray classes and uh, doing interviews and videos and stuff that the USCCA had me set up for. Um, and they had employees at that training booth. And for those of that don't know, you can type class, text class, C-L-A-S-S, -S, to 87222, the same number for the, uh, the Linda Scholarship, Linda Harris Scholarship. But if you type and send class to 87222, then you'll get actually a list of classes in the area that you live in and instructors can give that out, et cetera. And that was one of the things we were pushing at that booth is to have people come up and type that to find out what kind of classes are up in that area. We found bugs right then and there and their staff turned around and they're they actually fixing the bugs on the spot at the expo because they pulled their, Oh, let me, let me look at that. And Dylan would sit down and like, da -da -da -da, start typing on his laptop and the stuff would be, would be getting fixed right there. So, so you're spot on about that. Having the IT team in house like that makes it so much better, so much more fluent and uh, things are going to get fixed quicker and, and add-ons. I mean, I gave him suggestions. Uh, uh, Clint and I both were giving him suggestions. Clint was working in the booth with me and we were both giving him suggestions and they're taking notes like crazy on, on how it can improve. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And and the one thing that's great too is they've got their own marketing team, literally for training. I think mm-hmm. Dylan's the uh, marketing uh, lead or manager uh, for. So when something needs to be or something's not being showing up right on Google or in Facebook, they've got somebody whose sole job it is, is to go out there and push and market those training classes, which like you said, if you've got your classes listed, both USCCA classes and other classes, then you're getting free advertising along with being on that platform. Yeah, I mean, the concept that they push and that they mentioned in the update, which you probably heard, I'm sure you heard, was reach more students, reduce cost, and then the constantly evolving national curriculum is just spot on and above, uh, beyond reproach when it comes to anything else out there in the market. Yeah, the, the amount of training that USCCA has come out with in the last year, even with that, within the last five years, has been uh, nothing but astonishing with the top-notch top type of things. And I think the one thing that they're they touched on when it came to the training platform is it's not going to be just a once one and done. They're trying to make it a full ecosystem to where students can log in. They can look at what classes they've taken, reprint certificates potentially for, they can contact their instructors. They can see who they've taken it from and be able to have this full experience to where not only do they get the touch by the USCCA, but they also get touched by the instructor. The instructors can go along and see who, who their, their students have been, reach out to them and say, hey, I'm doing another class on this topic this weekend and really stay engaged with those students. And at the same time, like I said before, we've got marketing people that are looking and saying, how can we use the different information in order to get more seats in the classes and be able to go on and have better retention when it comes to this USCCA overall? Yeah, they've got a, a really good idea on this. Uh, we, we had met uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember if you were there, though, but uh, I think it was two. No, it was, it was a year ago. Last SHOT Show, not this past one, but the one prior. Uh, we had a, a powwow, a sit down with a bunch of instructors, training counselors, and they basically were picking our brain. And that was they've been thinking about it for a while. But that actually was kind of like bringing us all together, saying what's going to be good, what's going to be bad. I, I basically told them that I've got a system already set up. And unless they did X, Y and Z, I don't foresee transitioning over to their system. And, I, you know, I was full candor letting them know. I mean, I, it sounds good, but I've already put all this time and money into my own website. I'm not going to move everything over to their platform. But based on what they've done and how they've implemented it from those suggestions at that that meeting, uh, I'm contemplating directing signups to their site for them to process credit cards and, and have people sign up. I mean, I could have a splash page on my website with the class and then have them you know, look, read everything about it. If they want to sign up, just put a button that says click here to, to register and pay. They go right to the USCCA's platform, register and pay for the class. I mean, that I could foresee something like that if uh, if I could work it out because that would take a lot of a lot off my plate as far as having to manage it, keeping track of people signing up, et cetera. And one of the things uh, I like, I missed that shot show um, when they did that. I, I regretfully couldn't make it out there that that week. But I was talking to one of the user uh, UI people uh, with the IT group uh, for USCCA, and one suggestion I had for them that would help me out when I scheduled dozens of classes a year is to have the ability to import them into it. If, yeah, if they can Excel. actually get that go on, that, that would be extremely nice. Take a Excel spreadsheet or you know, something else along those lines upload them and automatically have everything uh, pre-populated. Yeah, well, I don't know where that will go, but they're, they're listening, I guess, is what the bottom line is. Well, and so much so that I was sitting there at the, train, at the uh, instructor booth, and I had said, what about people who pay cash or 
do credit cards. And you go, well, you could, or I mean, I'm sorry, cash or checks. I don't get a lot of them, but I do give that option to my students and they can save five bucks, typically five or $10, depending on the price of the class by paying with a check. Uh, I don't take cash. I don't let people pay at the class. They have to pay hundred percent upfront, either credit card or mail in a check just that way, you know, skin in the game. I know they're going to show up. It's, mm-hmm. just how, it's just how I do it. I've always done it that way. And it's, it's worked for me, but the check thing, I do get checks every once in a while. I probably get one to five checks a week for classes or services or whatnot. And that was one thing I said to them. I'm like, well, how do we work that out? And they go, well, you just manually entered. I'm like, yeah, but that's a, that's a, that's a pain. That's work that I have to do. Can't you just make it where they can go to the page, fill out the form and then choose mail a payment, pay cash or uh, pay with a, pay with a credit card. And then if they pay with a credit card, it goes through your system if it doesn't. So he took notes. <laughs> He's sitting mm-hmm. there taking notes like, you know, we'll see what we can do. So that, and they really listen to that. So that's, uh, that's something that everybody out there that's listening to the, the podcast here definitely needs to take that at heart. And if you have suggestions, if you find bugs, don't, don't assume that somebody else reported it. Don't assume that it's going to be included in there. Let them know because the more people that actually give them that feedback, they're going to say, wow, we've gotten X amount of responses from our instructors, our training counselors saying we need this feature. That means we need this feature. Definitely. Most definitely. I think one thing too, that was uh, really nice to hear um, about that they announced with the training platform uh, announcement was that they took the requirement to go along and buy 20 books a year. Uh, from the yes. USCCOA. In return, though, we now there is now the requirement to go along and teach 20 students a year. And right. that's and the way they gauge that is going to be by the 20 students that get entered in on this new training platform. Right. Or, yeah. And that, that's uh you know that that's really good in the the co-teaching portion of it too. I've got I've got people that have come and helped co-teach for me or some of my employees that'll that'll co-teach. I'll put it up or they put it up and I want to sit in and help them teach or to see how well they teach, whatever. Being able to list in another instructor as a co-instructor just makes it better too, because now you're not subject to, hey, I work for a company and if the company lists the course, I don't get credit for it and I got to buy my own 20 books. So that's that's definitely a plus that they're doing that and allowing the co-teaching to be to be integrated with that 20 students a year. Yep, that that's a uh, definitely a big big plus overall. And let's face it, once you get start getting the twenty students, and then you start getting forty, sixty students all in there, that becomes a great repository to be able to go back and look at who who have you taught, and then invite them to future classes, invite them to law updates, or or whatever whatever way you can stay engaged with your students in order to bring them back and potentially having them come back being a, being a paying customer all over again. I'll do, I don't know if you do this, but I do for the DSF because it's new. It's, it's in, it's in its infancy and I'm trying to get students in there as much as possible. I'll give a 50% off if a student wants to come back and take it again. So if they come and do the DSF level one and they take it and then I give them a certificate, if they sign up for it again, it's 50% off. Instead of 250, they pay the, the 125. Mm-hmm. Just, just something I'm doing just to try to fill, fill the slots and, and get them. Maybe next time they'll say, Hey, you really got to take this course. I'm going to take it for my second time. Why don't you take it with me? That was kind of my thought process. Mm-hmm. I actually do one variation of that. I say, if I've taught you once for the class, you can come back and take the, take the class for free. Um, the only thing I don't supply is the books. As long as it's room in the class, you're more than welcome to come back for it. And that's, that's worked out pretty well. Cause some people have come back for concealed carry class that been three or four years ago and the laws have changed and they want to have that refresher or even from an instructor class. Obviously I'm not certifying them again, coming through the instructor class a second time, but they want to have that experience of 
know of knowing what they do know, but seeing what else they need to know in order to be a good instructor. Well, I mean, it's like you just, we just talked about before we got on as far as the updates to the training counselor curriculum, mm-hmm. training counselor to certify instructors, you know, you, we've, there's an update to the PowerPoint. So if that's something new that a student wants to come back and see the variations, the changes to it so that they get up to par or they knew, learn a new way or tweak it, uh, you know, the USCCA themselves have, have modified or massaged the CCHDF curriculum to coincide with the DSF because the DSF is new and it's a little different. So they, so they're massaging those two together so that they actually flow uh, evenly. So you could use CCHDF, CCHDF in, as a uh, prior course to intro course to get into the DSF if somebody wanted to do it that way or if they have to do it that way in some states. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so that was uh, good. Good to hear uh, with it. For the books, before we um, we jump on to the next uh, brainstorm we have here, the books, just so everybody knows as well, there's three ways that they can get the books. They can get it as a PDF, so they can download it as a PDF. They can purchase it through you in the class, or they can purchase it from the USCCA. So the books are still there. Still want to get the books to the students, but there's a few different ways that they can they can get the books. Did I miss anything? Does that sound well, right? The only requirement along with that, and this is going to be my next point, was that we are no longer required to give books out right. in class. Yeah. So we can go along if people want to buy them, uh, but that's all uh, optional and up to us. And as it's always been, we can set the price what we want for the books. For, but when it comes to uh, at public advertising for it, we still have to keep it at the uh, set the price. Right. And they also had talked about that in the update as far as being able to possibly put it. And, and going back to your point, as far as being able to jump right on and make changes and, and keep with the instructor's feedback, a question came up, well, what if we include the book in the cost of the course? How do we make sure that you guys don't send them a book and we give them a book when they show up? And they, they said, that's a good point. Maybe we'll do some kind of check mark or something like, you know, do I want a book? Yes or no. You know, does the book come in the course, et cetera. So that way they're not getting two books and paying for it twice, if you will. Yeah, I remember seeing Dylan writing that stuff down also uh, <laughs> while that was coming up during the update. Madman on the keyboard. <laughs> yep, that's uh, for sure. I'm sure he's a very, very busy guy. I think one one thing that was uh, also very nice to hear about is uh, there's additional support when it comes to making bonus with the USCCA. And if you've ever been an instructor, we all know that they've got the affiliate program as well as going along, and they have their uh, well affiliate program, and we can sell insurance in class, and most of the time that runs about a 50% commission on it. The uh, the big plus here is if you don't sell somebody in class and they end up uh, purchasing insurance within 60 days of the class, say they, they went home, they thought about it for a week or two, and then just picked up the phone and called the USCCA. They didn't tell you they were going to buy it or anything else like that. You'll get 15% of that on uh, commission for it, which is really good to Good to, good to know about it. A little bit less than what you get in class, but you're getting something out of it. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's available is USCCA is now rolling out outside sales reps for each of the, each of the states. They are available for uh, instructors to call, scheduled to come into class, and help in the conversion right there. 
Yeah, there's some people that just want to teach. They don't really want to get into the sales, but it's lost revenue. So then for them to be able to call in the uh, outside, inside sales reps and have them come in to actually help sell the sell the insurance or sell the membership, I should say, is the correct terminology there. Um, I, I think that's a, it's a no-brainer. It's a win a win win for everybody. And personally, I, because I'm in New York, they are, the insurance is no longer valid. Membership's no longer valid in New York state. And due to that, um, I, I've kind of bat, stepped back a little bit. I was getting some nice checks every month from just having it on my signature block, having it on the website. Every single time somebody would register that would be in the email on the webpage when they register, as well as the email I send them saying, thanks for registering. So I was bombarding them with the link to actually go to my, my um, affiliate ID and, and register. Did you write down what the what they told us they've looked at from the historical records about the conversion rates? I, re I remember it was low because when they when they asked about it, asked us to do it as a poll in the class. I was thinking it was pretty good, but then I I, I think they said like one percent or something. Yep, it's one percent conversion yeah. rate by instructors in class. Yeah. Now compare that to what they've seen with their outside sales rep so far. The outside sales rep mm -hmm. have a fifty percent conversion rate. So you're not talking about Crazy about a, you know, okay, they get one more person sign up. You can go from a class of, say you have a class of 10, you got one person signing up. You got a class of all of a sudden you can have you know, five people signing up out of it, which is a big deal. Even though you're getting a little less commission uh, on it from the affiliate standpoint, because when the outside sales rep come in there, you only get 15% converted. But that's a major thing. If you've got a 20 or 30 person class, all of a sudden that those can really rack up. As you said, you can get some nice checks every month because of that. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to them coming up with a New York compliant. Uh, well, I hate saying that word, New York compliant or those words, <laughs> New York compliant AR. Anyway. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to them coming up with a New York compliant membership. I can tell you some of my horror stories about uh, New York insurance. <clears throat> Way too much fun. Hmm. But hey, let's uh, keep rolling on. Something else that was really interesting, we were just talking about over the last year, five years, all of the new courses that have come out from the USCCA, Defensive Shooting Fundamentals, Emergency First Aid, Countering Mass Shooting Threats. They're not sitting back. They're actually coming out with more. They're going to be, yes. they mentioned they'll have a CERT curriculum coming out. Uh, very shortly to where in those places where maybe you don't have to fire a gun or in those places where you need to, you want, you can't fire a gun easily or the, or it's an introductory class or they're starting, they're coming out with a curriculum, which will be really great to, great to see and how that can be applied because we can all think about those different places in a VFW hall or at, at a church or someplace else like that. It might be hard to go along, pile everybody in the car to go down the range. But if you can whip out a you know a couple cert pistols, all of a sudden you've got a viable class there that people can can learn. Yeah, definitely. We uh, Clint and I actually had um, Britt and Mike, the uh, the owners, or I should say the founders, the the main guys, Mike Hughes and Britt Lentz from Next Level Training. We had them on Meet the Pressers at the show at the expo. We actually sat down with them and talked to them a little bit about the the cert curriculum that they're coming out with. And I was talking to to Jake Morrow. Morrow, he's the one that actually does the video editing. And he had said that that should be coming out next. And then right after that's the RSO. He's actually working on editing and putting that all together. Um, and then in the and then hopefully the end of this year, um, beginning of quarter one of 2020, then the less lethal less than lethal stuff's going to be starting to roll out, which is pretty cool. And, uh, it's, uh, on the down low, I've got a little bit of a part in some of that. So I'm excited about oh, okay. 
going forward. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping. I uh, talked to Mike Hughes about being on the podcast in a couple months uh, and hoping to have him on because he's a wealth of information. Definitely. Comes to that of using the tools, and he's got some very uh, innovative type of uh, items that he's working on um, under the Q, uh, QT right there. Uh, something else that's going to be coming out, I think it's going to be very good for the U, uh, USCCA instructors, is they're going to have a range officer training program coming out this fall. Yep. Uh, that's been one that's been needed for a while, uh, been talked about quite a bit. And Begged. they're, they're going to be uh, co- coming out and be really looking forward to what that brings because up until then we had some basic information, but it, we never really had our own range officer per se. We, we assumed the instructors will run the range, and I think that'll be a good move in the right direction with it. Totally agree. And speaking of the emergency uh, first aid fundamentals, that's now recognized by the American Camping Association for those out there that are interested in knowing that. That, that is right. You know, that's good. And I was doing some Googling on who all belongs to American uh, Camping Association. Uh-huh. YMCA, 4-H, uh, Girl Scouts are all members of it, as well as a whole bunch of independent camps. Uh, there were, I did a 100-mile search, and I think I came up with something like 200 camps within a 100-mile search. Some of those are small, some, some of those are large, but I, I thought, hmm, that'll be something I'll have to reach out to and see, what, see if I can help, uh, help them out with their training. That's an, that's an interesting angle there. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. Um, in New York, it's, we teach for ASHI. So we're ASHI certified. We can do the, the first aid CPR training through ASHI. Um, and that those we find kind of hard to, to get filled, to get students in the classes and such. But that's kind of why I've been hesitant with the USCCA's EF, EFAF because it's just not something that I was thinking I could fill. But if you go that route, that actually is not a bad idea. Yep, and all the uh, summer camps are going to kick into high gear here beginning of June, school letting out and everything. Uh, it's probably a little late to be reaching out to them and say, hey, I can offer, you know, give you training. But definitely next year that would be a big uh, benefit to look and see what can be offered uh, from the forum. That's good. Um, something else uh, that was going to be coming out all along the lines of marketing and such is they're talking about coming out with a marketing toolkit, which is if you're not a marketing person, which I'm not, uh, I'll admit it straight up. You don't know all the, you don't know all the buzzwords. You don't know how everything, uh, in the marketing world should work or does work. I guess you could, you could say, and as I understand it, they're going to be coming out with templates that will help you do your Google, Google or your Facebook ads, your Google, uh, AdWords, uh, do press releases, do everything you need for my marketing toolkit. And that'll be available to the instructors to be able to get out there and help you. Again, it's all about putting more butts in the seats and making things uh, easier, more more productive uh, instructor side and more more members and train, trainer ease when it comes to the USCCA. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that, and they mention it in the trainer update, the mission of the USCCA is to save lives and build safer communities. So that that's truly what they're trying to do is save lives and build you know safer communities by teaching instructors, by putting product out there, by helping us market our business so that we, we can become more successful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty genius. And uh, I remember taking the instructor course at, at uh, USCCA headquarters back in West Bend years ago and 
you know, when Tim Schmidt got up there and, and spoke and talked about marketing and getting, getting your name out there and giving stuff away for free, it was just like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, have, have stuff branded, you know, your, your, your logos on things, have cards ready. I just seen a post on Facebook where uh, one of the instructors basically makes her, her vehicle a billboard. She's got magnets on the car and stickers <laughs> and stuff. I mean, that, that works. It gets people in. I mean, I was at the VA this morning getting some work done on my elbow and uh, the guy was sitting there and he said, Hey, what's PSNO? And we got talking and he's, Oh, I just got my concealed carry. I'm thinking of getting my Utah. I'm like, Great. I'm a Utah instructor. Here's my mm-hmm. card. So it's just all about marketing and talking about it. Some people don't self-promote themselves enough. They think it's, it's, you know, it's just not the time. Well, it's always the time, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's, you're always find somebody who will go I was thinking about that. Or, you know, do you, I've, I've talked to people before, Hey, do you do gift certificates? And so like, yes, I do. And all of a sudden they're going along giving somebody, you know, their significant other or a brother, sister, somebody else like that, a neighbor a gift certificate, and you get one more person in the class. I mean, yes, they might have their uh, concealed carry, but guess what? We do advanced classes. We do the emergency first aid, countering mass shootings, all those things to be able to educate the community and make them safer. That, yep. that is great. Most for, definitely. Uh, some other things that are coming out for the uh, defensive shooting fundamentals instructors. Uh, Barrett uh, went along, who's one of the senior training counselors for the uh, DSF side of USCCA. He's done videos on all the drills, which will be really good because if you've ever, if you've never taken DSF, it is definitely a change <laughs> from what uh, what all the other training I've ever taken would be. As as I would describe it, it kind of turns your thinking about ninety degrees because it's like, well, that makes sense but it's not the way I've done it all the years before. So those are really great to have those uh, videos available for it. Well, the, the whole concept of the DSF is taking empirical data, right? Body cams, dash cams, surveillance videos, uh, aggregating that data, pulling that together and, and putting a course together based off of true real data that's actually happened. And, mm-hmm. and for some people that's hard to get their mind around that, the thought process of, well, we don't really do that. The whole Weaver versus isosceles and, and such and whatnot. Um, you know, it's it's tough to get people to to go out of a different type of thinking. This is the only way only way we've uh, I've ever been taught, and I was taught got to be the right way. The first time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That ranks right up there with uh, Dave Spalding with uh, dogmatic instruction. It was where, you know you go along. Hey, do what works, not necessarily you know do something that looks the coolest or looks right. one dogmatic way. I love listening to the, him on the, on your podcast. Cause it was like every single, it was like, well, I don't have a, I don't have a, what did he say? I don't have a, a strong, I don't have a strong opinion about it. <laughs> exactly. Every time he said that, I'm like, yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. But if you do it that way, it's stupid. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, in case you're listening, that was not a good imitation of you, but no, we, that's we right. love you. Love seeing Dave at the show also. Yeah. Or a couple other things that they uh, talked about that I always tell my instructors and even experienced instructors about is if you're out there and you're buying training materials and different things for yourself, for your classes, is always go along and look for instructor discount programs. And the USCCA has got a dozen or more partners that they work with that you can get discounts from. And hey, I'm like everybody else. I've got a limited budget. I don't have unlimited funds. And it's always nice when you get 10, 20, 30% off on a firearm, on a uh, training pistols or different materials that will help you teach better uh, all, all around. Definitely. 
So one thing that uh, I wanted to bring up that it's kind of I'm working on hard here in New York is the uh, NTO, NTO recognized. So national training, the national training curriculum being recognized in different states. Brickner had uh, talked about that a little bit and they added three states since last year and they've added and they're up to 34 total now. And on top of that, the three states they added was Texas, Arizona, and, and New Mexico. But they've also added counties and states such as California, Ohio, Nevada, and ah, my lovely state of New York. And we're working hard to get more and more counties added and approved to be able to use the curriculum so that people can get their pistol license in New York State. And I'm, I'm pushing hard, pushing hard on that. I actually just had a call from somebody yesterday. Destry had uh, referred them to me to to talk to them about trying to get their county up and up and par. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really important to get out there and uh, get as much recognition as possible because obviously, new training platform, more students. Uh, the last thing uh, we want is be able to hit a roadblock, and that be a, a political roadblock to where a county, a state, something else like that doesn't actually recognize recognize the curriculum, and that's where instructors on the ground are the uh, soldiers they really need to identify where where they need help. And also to be the ones that can go in there and actually talk to attorney general, sheriff, police chiefs, whoever, and say, hey, I'm one of your constituents and this is my thoughts on the matter. What do we need to do in order to fix this? Most definitely. Sometimes they have to change things. Sometimes it's as simple as, well, show me what you got. And yeah, yeah, I'll approve that. Yeah, Brick sends out a really good, uh, Brickner, Michael Brickner actually sends out a really good PDF that has uh, the, the whys, the who, what, when, where stuff that works really well to, to present it. And on top of that, if you hand them the book, it's like, uh, yeah, how can you not use that, utilize that, that book in a, in a teaching scenario? Because it blows away anything else out there on the market. Yep, definitely. <laughs> So real quick, last thing, because I know we're, we're running late on time here, running, uh, ending on time. Uh, the Facebook page. There's official Facebook pages for all the instructors. So if you're not a member of the Facebook pages, the training counselor, the instructor, or the DSF, depending on your flavor, then make sure you find them, seek them out on Facebook and ask to join. I created the original ones. I handed the the ownership over to the USCCA and then they uh, basically archived those and created new ones. And the new ones are fully run by the USCCA. So you'll get it right from the horse's mouth. It's definitely good a good place to go to try to, to get current information and find out and ask questions where they'll answer it right in all the uscca employees around there as admins so definitely check that out and sign up definitely and i think one last thing that i took away from it was they there's a big recommendation that if you have not kept your courses up to date your by your instructor bio on the training website all those is to get out there, get your bio updated, get your classes listed, because as they start doing the search engine optimization, promoting through Facebook, YouTube, Google, if you don't have anything out there, people aren't going to find you. And that, that would be a big downer. Or worse, they find your competition. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's, that's one of those things also. And I think uh, what if somebody looks at my bio, your bio, even uh, Clint Macro's bio, I think we all have a pretty extensive bio out there that hits the points and you can kind of see how we're trying to be very encouraging to people to come to our classes and hey you know uh, going along copying it uh, or, or imitation is the greatest form of flattery and if i see people with the same bio as long as you don't use my same uh, organizations and everything that i put in there i'll take that as uh, flattery so that's great well, hey, Matthew, Matthew we know it sounds like the uscca is going in the right direction there and it's really 
great to hear this. People are more interested in finding about you, your YouTube channel, and where you're going to be training next. Where can they find that information out? Yeah, if you go to psanded.com, or the long version is publicsafetyanteducation.com, and then right on our website, you can sign up for classes, you can get a link to our, our online store, and then obviously we have a physical store as well in upstate New York. And also on the homepage is a link to our YouTube channel the, for the Meet the Pressers show that Clint and I do. That's great. Well, that's our review of the USCCA instructor update at the Expo 2019. If you have suggestions for topics or people to bring on our podcast, check out our webpage at farmtrainerpodcast.com. And we have a survey there that you can suggest guests, you can suggest topics for it there. And we'll, we want to cover topics that are of interest to you, our listeners. Uh, if you've got reviews, comments, suggestions, and you feel more comfortable in going along and doing it by email, email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Post your comments to iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all around on social media. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, get notified immediately when a new episode is published. On Tuesday, we published episode number 10 with Kyle Sweet from Fire Trainers Association. If you haven't done so yet, pull out your instructor policy compared to what the FTA provides at ftaprotect.com. And remember to use the discount code FTP10 for 10% off your policies. Remember, accidents happen. Responsible trainers have insurance to cover themselves and their students. We also want to thank everybody because our podcast is almost two months old now. We, we've covered the NRA and the USCCA convention and have several hundred subscribers currently. We want to thank you for your support and for subscribing. But don't stop there because there are thousands of more instructors out there that need our information to be the best they can be for their students. So talk it up with other instructors that you have. Pass on the podcast cast episodes to your friends that are instructors. And remember, we bring you this podcast, support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Be safe out there and train to persevere. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.